You're listening to Behind the Wheel on RacingJunk.com. You've read the stories of the drivers and others involved in the sport that we all love. Now hear their stories firsthand via our all-new podcast to find out how their passion for motorsports has made life worth living. Welcome to the latest edition of Behind the Wheel on RacingJunk.com. What's up? It's Tater. And this week, joining me is Miss Ellen, the lovely and talented Miss Ellen, my racing guru. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, but I don't know if I'd call myself talented. Well, I, I mean, I would. <laughs> I would absolutely say that you have to. Now, we've read stories of the drivers and others involved in the sport that we all love. And what's great about right here on Behind the Wheel, you get to hear the stories firsthand via our all-new podcast to find out how their passion for the motorsports has made life worth living and made us interested in the sports and want to know more about them. Now, this week, we got a very special guest coming in. Why don't you tell me a little bit about who we're going to be talking to here in a minute? Yeah, well, we had you all know we had Shane Mill on last time. We thank him for coming on. Yes, Shane was awesome. Shane Absolutely. and Tyler both, man. They did great. They're awesome. Well, this week, I decided to take a new twist on the whole thing, and I said, let's talk to a, a female that is blowing the doors off at our home track here in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, Bum and Gray Stadium, 18-year-old Amber Lynn in the Street Stock Series. I'm telling you, she drives better than most of the men out there at the track that have been driving there for years, so we're really excited to bring her on the show this week. She's going to tell us how she's able to pull off some of the wins she's done this year and tell us where it all started. I don't know that much about Amber, so I'm excited about talking to her. I know we got her on the phone waiting right now. Mm-hmm. So I tell you what, why don't Ellen, why don't you just take it away? No, I've been watching you a lot this year at the stadium, and I've been very impressed. In fact, uh, I was at the second race of the year. I, was, I missed the first race of the year, but I was at the second race of the year and was not aware of your driving or who you were at the time and saw you drive in that second race and was blown away that you were driving all over the guys there at the track, regardless of the time they were giving you, because I know how the Street Stock Series is, and it's one of the yeah. hardest, in my opinion. I think it's worse than the Sportsman Series, so, or you know, harder than the Sportsman Series. So tell me why you decided to run the Street Stock Series. I know you used to run go-karts, so tell me why you decided to run the Street Stock se- Series at the stadium. Um, well, the Street Stock is probably the cheapest, uh, thing to race at the stadium other than the four cylinders. Um, we bought a car and it had a 602 in it. So we thought, why not? Cause for the past two years, we've been traveling all over South Carolina to Virginia. And, you know, we wanted to settle down for a year because, you know, I just graduated from two years of college. I was supposed to be moving to Charlotte for, to continue my college in motorsports mechanics, but I decided mm. to take a year off and, dedicate more time to racing and saving that money so I could move out there. Mm-hmm. So the street stock was kind of um, our best economic, economical way to race and stay close to home and be able to, you know, just do what we want to do because traveling, you know, I couldn't have a lot of my friends or family around, but at Bowman Gray, since I live like 15 minutes away, you know, my grandparents can come out and watch me race for the first time in years, and my friends can come out and support me and my coworkers and everything like that. Awesome. You said coworkers. Where do you work? I work at Little Richards in Walkertown. I'm a waitress. Oh, yes. I know exactly what you're talking about. Right there beside the Lowe's Foods. Yes. Oh, yeah. I go hit that one every time I go through. They got some of the best barbecue on the planet. So oh, she's yeah, driving the tracks and slinging barbecue. I tell you what, <laughs> yeah, that's how it is. Let me tell you what. Sitting here listening to two ladies talk about NASCAR and barbecue and racing, I just, I just don't know what I'm going to do with myself. I might just take my shirt off, get comfortable up in here. <laughs> oh, yeah, crack open a cold one. That's right. Give me that's right. <laughs> Pour that cold one on me. 
Well, we are talking with Amber Lynn, 18-year-old, uh, just femme fatale racing phenom. Now, Amber, give us a little bit of history. You've, you're following in your father's footsteps, but tell us, how did everything begin? Um, so when I was little, my dad raced short track at Caraway Speedway. Um, you know, I, I think I was like six or seven, six, seven, eight, around there. I would play under the bleachers, and I would watch my dad race. And then he, his whole career, he only won two races, and it was at Caraway at the end of his career. Uh, one night, we went to go watch the sons of the lady that cuts my hair. She, uh, her sons race go at a dirt truck in Madison, North Carolina. It's oh, called yeah. Riverside Raceway. So after that, after I watched them, I was like, Dad, if you don't buy me a go-kart, I'm never going to be happy. I can't live this life without racing. I need this. So at the end of the season, he bought me one, and we ran it for a little bit. And I finished fifth in the points my first year. And then the years after that, every year I won a championship. So I think I have over 120-some wins in go-karts and a few championships. So when I was 12, we decided that, you know, it was time to move up into race cars because ever since I was little, I knew that racing was something that I really wanted to do. So we moved up into race cars, and it took a, it took a long time, such a long time to get a hang of it. But we finally did, and we won our first race in 2015. So Now, how long after you got into it was that span to 2015 that you won? It was three years. Uh, the first wow. year and a half. Uh, we didn't know it, but something was wrong with the car. Well, the first year, I'd say. And so un- once we got equipped, I didn't start, you know, driving it harder and being more dedicated that we were just going to sell out. And being, like, the determined girl that I am, I told him that, you know, this is what I want to do, and I'll drive better, and I'll do whatever you ask me to do. So ever since then, I've lived in the shop, or I'm at school, or I'm at work. But half the time I'm in the shop. So after wow. that, um, it was all over after that. We started winning. We started traveling and finishing top tens, top fives, top threes. So so now, what you're saying is you're pretty good. Is that what you're saying? Well, you know, no, I'm not going to boast. Come on. I'm not going to play, I'm not gonna play <laughs> myself up at all. But, you know, for... Uh, for Bowman Gray, for instance, like being a female and being coming there my first year and I've won three races, you know, I'm really proud. You I'm should be very proud. proud. Amber, yeah, that's. And I'm proud of my team. Yeah, and Amber, that's fantastic. And that's why I say you should boast a little bit because that is a male dominated sport and a historically male dominated track. Exactly. So why'd you want to race at a track like Bowman Gray? Because let me tell you, I've been going there most of my life. And it's mostly male-dominated. I mean, all you mostly see is guys winning out there. And mm-hmm. any girl that tries to race out there, those guys are going to give a hard time, which is why they have put you in the wall a couple of times. So don't take that personally. Oh, yeah, I know. Um, and I grew up with Taylor, and I've watched Taylor ever since she left go-karts. And, like, she may, she's had a hard time as well, and, but probably not as hard as I have because she didn't – you know, she wasn't as blessed or prosperous as I am in my first year, in her first year. So, like, I completely understand. And, you know, that it's like that at any track. So you could go to Greenville, South Carolina, and the guys are going to hate you because you're a female. But what I don't understand is mm-hmm. why they can't look at it like, you know, my family and I do, like how my dad raised me. He told me that, you know, once you put on the helmet, you are not nor male or female. 
you are nor friend or foe, but you are just the number on your car, and that's how I see everybody out there. But, you know. Why do you think that is, Amber? Why do you think guys see it that way? Put yourself in their head for a minute. Obviously, I'm speaking from the male perspective. I have my own opinion, but you guys are smarter than us anyway, ladies. So why do you think that is? Um, I think, well, meaning that I'm racing off my dad's money right now, I feel like they're they're highly upset because, you know, they work so hard and they spend so much of their own money that, you know, they just feel like they're being outrun by daddy's money or, but I don't, I feel like they don't realize my talent or respect my talent. And I also feel like they're upset because they're being outrun by a girl that, you know, won't be pushed around or will give back what they're giving to me. Well, that's why you got to give it back to them. And that's what we, I think us fans like about you. Um, believe it or not, my husband was blown away by you and said, who's driving that car? Now, when I told him an 18-year-old female driver was driving that car, he's we don't like, like it. there's no way. Yeah, we don't like it. It hurts, it hurts <laughs> us in our ego. I mean, you think about it. We're supposed to be the ones fixing those cars, souping those cars up, getting them running. We're the ones that drive on the trips and everything. And then here comes 18-year-old Amber Lynn mm-hmm. just tearing us apart. <laughs> And a lot of them thought that I was a rookie before I came to the track, but they didn't realize that I've been racing for the past 10 years. Right. So, but they also don't know. I work as hard as they do. Mm-hmm. I'm in the shop. You know, I just I just finished school. Ninth was my graduation date for college. And, you know, we were racing before that. And wow. so, like, pushing, pushing for finals, cramming for finals, and then going to work and working on the race car all while I'm teaching myself because I took online classes my last semester so I could be at home more to work on the race car. So I don't think they understand just how how much of my life I devoted to the racing. So uh, they're not going to respect that either way. You know, it's it's not their car. They're not going to worry about it. They're going to tear it up just to tear it up. Yep. Now, with that said, with everything you got going on with graduation – you know, just a few days ago, how's the season going so far? And what do you see happening going forward now that that's over with? Uh, well, you know, I, I'm really proud of our team. You know, we're not in the points lead anymore. We're, I think we're 28 points out. Um, but, you know, we were in the lead for the longest time. We were in the lead up until the halfway race. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've, I've never done that before, and to go to a new track and do that, that's really great. And this year is our most winningest year in the race cars. We've won four races this year, and we've had, I think, three poles. And so, mm. But before that, we've had one pole or two poles and one win. So, you know what, no matter where I finish in the points, no matter what other people think of me, that's not going to distraught my pride and my racing and my team that I start in the year. And, you know, next year I hope we'll be back. I really think we will be back because of our fan base. Like, we care so much about our fans. We're planning something for our fans for the last race for when they come down in the pits after the races. You know, you we know that you've won at least, what, two or three races out there. Wait, I've won three. Three, that's what I was thinking. So tell, tell me a little bit about what it was – like to win that first race because I know that was pretty exciting and pretty shocking and you know I don't think people expected you to win that race but you were able to pull it off anyway tell me a little bit about how you felt after that race uh well you know I was um I was overjoyed like I my first race that I ever won you know my mom wasn't present she was uh 
on a trip. It was just my dad and I, and we both cried. And but at Bowman Gray, it, there was so much going on. I could hear the fans screaming through my helmet, and I have two sets of headphones in my helmet mm. from where I first started. I had a set built into the helmet, and now I have my ear molds. But I could hear them screaming like not a single person was against me. I felt like because I didn't see like you know any any middle fingers being shot over the wall. I didn't see anybody doing anything. I saw a lot of guys take their hat off, like hats nice. off to you. I saw that, and they don't think that us drivers see that, but we do. That's awesome. And I was I was shaking so bad holding the checker flag when I was taking my victory lap. It was ridiculous. That's I, awesome. There's really no word to explain it, but it was just very, very overwhelming. What was the first thought that went through your head when you got out of there and they handed you that checkered flag? You know, well, I was still I was still replaying the race in my mind because you know. They call me the last lap winner because every race I've won, I pass them on the last lap. So they call me the last lap winner, and I was like, I can't believe that, you know, I passed a veteran on the last lap. Like, this can't be happening. I'm so proud. Like, I can't, like, I really couldn't thank my mom and my dad or my team enough. Like, I felt like I owed it all to them. And, you know, it really sucks because they only give you one winner circle hat. But I gave it to my dad for the first win because – you know, I felt like he deserved it, even though he doesn't wear hats. <laughs> we are talking to Amber Lynn on Behind the Wheel on RacingJunk.com, and we'll be right back after these messages. Attention racers, race fans, and gearheads. If you're looking to buy, sell, or trade the stuff that stokes your engine, then check out RacingJunk.com. RacingJunk.com is the world's number one online racing and performance classifieds, where you'll find what you need to rock your ride. Check us out at RacingJunk.com. Racing and performance classifieds built to go fast. So welcome back to Behind the Wheel on RacingJunk.com. We are talking with Amber Lynn, 18-year-old femme fatale of racing. And Amber, before we left, you were talking about winning that first race and giving your dad the hat. He was obviously one of your big role models. Do you have any more role models out there or you know, some people that you think about when you're in the car or out? Uh, well, my mom, my mom and I used to race together as well. You know, she's been, you know, my biggest supporter aside from my dad as well. You know, she, she helps pay for everything. She's in the shop with us when we need her. She, uh, you know, she takes care of us. She makes sure we're all hydrated, make sure we have all everything we need. And, you know, I, she was crying in victory lane when I won my first race, because that's the only race in a race car she's ever seen me win in person. Oh, wow. You know, there's, there's like a really ugly picture of all three of us. And we're like all red faced, hot and sweaty and crying. And it's just probably the ugliest picture. That I've ain't ever ugly. Seen How is that <laughs> ugly? That's a beautiful <laughs> moment. I mean, look, see, Mom's gonna frame that, and put it big on the living room wall. That's right. <laughs> what you well, said, yeah, your mom used to race like red potatoes. Yeah, uh, <laughs> mom and I, we've actually uh, we've run the uh, same road course car. You know, just playing around. She races road course SCCA, and really, uh, she used to. Yeah, her and I used to race uh, go karts together, and you know, we'd wreck each other for the win. You know, that great mother daughter love. So y'all would wreck each other. All right, now who put who in the wall first? You or mom? I actually think it was years ago Speedway Go-Kart Track was open. I, I honestly think she wrecked me first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but she probably claims you wrecked her first, right? That's right. 
Yeah, well, I don't know. I think she's. I think she would uh, say that she raked me first. I think she's pretty proud of that. Got to teach a little lamb a lesson. Let me put you in your place and put you in this wall. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it was only a race between her and I. So, oh, okay, it was, oh. It was really funny. We both got paid out for first place, but I'm. I think she might. No, she did win because my go kart started overheating. <laughs> Look at me making excuses. So I was going to say, so are you making an excuse or is mom just that competitive? My mom is pretty badass. <laughs> now, have your mom and dad raced against each other? No, dad never. Dad would never step foot in a go-kart, let me tell you. Yeah. He'd be terrified. She just put her in the wall as her kid. Hey, what do you think she's going to do to him? I mean... <laughs> Now, your dad ran ARCA. Do you have plans to make that your career? Do you want to try to run ARCA yourself at some point? Yeah, I would really love to move up and race in You know, that's what I've worked towards ever since I started 10 years ago. But, you know, it just takes, it takes you know, the right amount of money and the right person and everything to be able to do that type of thing. And, you know, right now, uh, as it stands, you know, we don't have the money for it, but... You know, I'm always I'm always trying to be that role model and that person that people want to look at to see if, you know, I ever could move up because, uh, I mean, if not, I'm perfectly fine staying at Short Tracks the rest of my life. You know, the fan base is great. It's more than I could ask for. Well, there's nothing wrong with short track racing. nothing wrong with being a weekend warrior. In fact, most of the people on this website or probably that read this website are – Generally, weekend warriors, so there's nothing wrong yeah. with that. And there's not, but Amber, hang on. i got to put your feet to the fire on this one because you okay. gave me both answers. You said you'd love to move up, but you also would love to stay at the weekend warrior level. Mm -hmm. So which one, mm -hmm. if it came to push to shove, if somebody said, all right, we're going to tap you and bring you up, would you stay at the weekend warrior or would you go to the next level? Uh, I would I would go to the next level because... What, if it, what if it depended on you never going back to the short tracks again? Depends what I always be in the upper levels. Yep. Then I'd probably stay up there because that gives, you know, that makes it to where dad doesn't have to work as hard. Mom and dad can finally, you know, have a break and maybe go on a vacation because Lord knows with racing, you don't have money to go on vacation. Right. Um, you know, it would be a lot of stress lifted off the, the family and the team shoulders, but you know, it wouldn't be a crime to go watch a weekend warrior race every now and then. It's great. Well, one of the I mean, caveat is, well, I mean, and one of the caveat is, mom's got to put you in the wall every day when you get up to the next level. <laughs> yeah, well, that's fine too. You know, because uh, what goes around comes around. <laughs> we are talking once again with Amber Lynn, and Amber obviously where you've come from is such a great story. You've got it in your blood. You know, you had great rearing. You got great work ethic. If you see other ladies or other kids out there who want to do the same thing, knowing what you know, what advice would you give them? Well, you know, I've actually had people come like message me on Facebook and say, Hey, I want to start, but I don't know where to start at. I would, I would tell them that, you know, you have to have, if you want to start and be good, you have to have at least $30,000 to even do it. So I was, you know, if it wasn't for my dad's previous racing career, I wouldn't have been able to do it because he had knowledge. He had spare parts. He had the tools. He had everything we needed, mm. minus the go-karts and the motors when we first started. So, like, I would tell them that, you know what, anything is possible if you really, really want to do it. It's just going to take a while, and don't expect to, 
you know, be right out of the box and be the fastest thing out there. Now, you said you did a little bit of mechanic work or going to school to do some mechanic work. Do you also work on your car in the shop? You said you're in the shop. Do you also work on your car? And is that something you recommend to some of these females? Because you don't see that too often in the upper levels anymore. Yeah, um, no matter where my career went, I'd always want to be in the shop because I like to know that everything's put together. I like to see it being put together. I like to do, you know, make sure that everything's okay, you know not in the shop whenever I get a break or there's something that they're welding and I don't know how to weld yet. It's that type of thing. I always ask dad, is it ready? Is it good? Are we getting like, so being able to work on your own stuff and being able to know for a fact that it is done and it is done right is probably one of the biggest things for me because if I wasn't in the shop, I don't know if I would trust, you know, word of mouth to know that I'm in a car that's going to, that I can rely on. Well, Amber, I tell you, we are excited at what you're able to do. We're, we're very excited at what you've done, but I think we're most excited at what you're going to be able to accomplish. Hey, that's right. Um, there's very few young drivers still out there at the stadium. Granted, we do have drivers like John Holloman, but we all know that his goal is to do nothing but move up. So, you know, I think having someone that is willing to be an inspiration to those that are trying to come into the stadium and take on these veterans, as you say. And by the way, if someone gives you a hard time for passing a veteran on the last lap, just tell them you're the new prime time because prime time is no longer prime time. <laughs> oh, bless his heart. <laughs> yeah, he's too scared to be prime time anymore. I would, I wouldn't say that. I feel like he, I feel like he would still. You know, work somebody if need be, because I, I feel like he's getting pretty tired of being pushed around as well. Yeah, it's like everybody thinks, well, he's going soft, so now we could push him around. So I thought, had he been thrown a couple times, been tossed up against the wall a couple times? He actually got thrown up against the wall this past week, and I think everybody knows how soft he's going. So if he doesn't step it back up, he's he's not going to be where he used to be. Yeah, we used to uh, be really good friends with them, and, uh, you know, I've always known him. He's... He's still hardcore. Don't worry. I feel like <laughs> when when push comes to shove, he will do his thing. That's prime time. There you go. Well, just tell him you're the female version of prime time in the Street Stock Series. It's about time we had yeah. something that. In fact, everybody I've talked to agrees that you brought new life to the Street Stock Series where we felt like it was dying. So we thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, I feel like once uh, Derek Rice dropped out of it, you know, I don't know his reason behind it. You know, it's none of my business either. But I feel like once he dropped out, everyone thought that, you know, they had the championship won. And I feel like I gave somebody something to fight for whenever I came into it. Absolutely. And, girl, you t- you show Brian Wall where he needs to really stand. <laughs> <laughs> somebody needs to give that boy just a little shove back. I like how she's being quiet. <laughs> she's like, I'm afraid no. to say anything. <laughs> no, he's trying to be very clean this year. And, you know, I... There's been times when, you know, he could have spun me out and not thought twice about it. And, you know, I've messaged him and I said, hey, you know, I watched your end card. Thanks for not wrecking me. It means a lot. Everybody is out for me in this race. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, I wish I could go to the track, run in a circle just like the rest of them. Right. I have to check her flag and go home, but that's not the case anymore. Oh, heck no, especially not at that track. Mm-mm. Oh, yeah. Well, we are excited, like we said before. And, Amber, where can people go to find out more information about you and see you in upcoming races? Uh, my Facebook is Amber Lynn Racing. Um, you know, I post personal and racing-related stuff on my Instagram, which is Amber Lynn Racing, and same for my Twitter, which is 
also Amber Lynn Racing. So, um, you know, just Amber Lynn Racing, and you can find me pretty much everywhere because I'm a teenager and social media is my best friend. <laughs> That's right. Well, I got to tell you, you sure do not talk or act like a regular teenager, man. You're crushing it. That's right. Thank you. Yeah, you know, my two years of college and those uh, god-awful public speaking classes really did me well. I feel like I'm half proper for the country hick town I come from. There you go. Hey, you don't sound like the country hick I do, so that's all right. You're doing better than me. Catch me at the racetrack, and you'll hear the you'll hear my southern draw. I try to hide it a little bit so people think that I'm half educated. <laughs> well, you have to fit. That's the only way you can fit in that track. You got to bring out that southern draw. That's you just right. will not fit in at that track. You better have some moonshine oh, yeah. in that trunk. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, Amber, good luck this year. We want to circle back with you at the end of the season and chat once again, just to kind of see how things went. But we wish you the best of luck, and thank you so much for taking time to chat with us here on Behind the Wheel. Yes, thank you guys so much for having me. Thank you, Amber. What a talent that girl is and is going to be. Oh, absolutely. I'm telling you, she drives that car like I, have, I haven't seen anyone drive in several years. I mean, if you want to think back to Tony Stewart back when he was really crushing it and literally being smoked and taking everybody out it took to take out to win a race, that's her. I mean, yeah, she's not willing to put anybody in the wall right. unless she has to. Right. But she's one of the few that's willing to drive over every other driver despite who they are or who they think they are to win that race because that's what she's there for. She's not there to make friends. She's there to win races. And early on, she mentioned that she, you know, oh, yeah, we fell from the points, you know, talking about mm-hmm. next year, next year, next year. I kind of get the feeling that she's not done with this year. So no. over, under on wins for the rest of the season. What do you got? Uh, I definitely think she's going to come back. She's had a difficult couple of weeks lately. Right. Um, she was, you know, crushing at the beginning of the season, blowing everybody's minds. Everybody's like, who is this? Right. She's first time driver there at the stadium. Nobody knew who she was. She's not the old veterans that everybody, the old standby Myers brothers that everybody knows of every right. year. Yes, right. that's modified, but still this mm-hmm. is street stock. But Still, it's not the veteran drivers that everybody else was looking for. So everybody's like, who is in this car? Right. You know, whoa, who, you know, she's spinning our heads around. So when everybody found out it's an 18-year-old, it's a young driver, they just thought, oh, she's just here to, you know, get her feet wet and run up to NASCAR. She's going to do the same thing that drivers, that they think drivers like John Holloman are doing, which I don't agree. I think that a lot of these young drivers are coming in there because they want to be the next Myers brother or whoever. Yeah. So, well, they want to make your mark. You want to yeah, own your track. Absolutely. You want to come into your backyard and you want to own that track. Absolutely. Yes, obviously, if, if we all had a chance to go pro, we would. Exactly. But the bottom line is we want to win and we want to own our own backyard. And if you don't, get out the way because somebody else does. Exactly. Exactly. So give me a number. Over, under. Two. Oh, I'm going over, two. Over, over. I'm thinking three. Well, you know, we've only got two races left, so I guess That's I should throw one race in there. <laughs> She's too. only got two more races left. But, you know, I definitely, if she doesn't win this week, I definitely think that final race, she's going to swing everybody's heads around and she's going to take everybody out to win that final race. She might, she won't win the points this year. I don't claim that. But I definitely think if she comes back next year, she can. She will finish in the top three, definitely. Um, but I, you know, coming back from those bad couple of weeks, everybody's saying she's not going to come back. Well, I think she is. And I think in that last race, 
she's going to win, and she's going to win by a wide margin. Well, it's going to be a fun couple of weeks. Absolutely. So. And be sure to check out Amber Lynn. You can Google her, Amber Lynn Racing. That's L-Y-N-N Racing. And thanks once again for listening to Behind the Wheel on RacingJunk.com. This is Tater and Ellen, and we also want to thank Amber Lynn for taking the time out of her busy schedule, extremely busy schedule, to talk motorsports with us. Stay tuned each month because we're going to introduce you to another part of the sport that we all love right here on Behind the Wheel.